Welcome back to Teaching Matters, the University of Edinburgh's hub for discussing, promoting, and showcasing teaching and learning around the university. We are a website, blog, podcast, and possibly most importantly, a small group of people passionate about providing platforms for conversations surrounding teaching and learning. This episode is the third of our Wikimedia series, which celebrates Wikimedia's 21st birthday. A common theme for me in producing this series is realizing these aspects about Wikipedia that I simply never thought about, with today's episode especially poignant. People, including myself, commonly use Wikipedia to introduce themselves to medical terms which pertain to themselves or their loved ones. When my father was diagnosed with ALS, Wikipedia was one of the first places I went in trying to understand what was going on. While certain websites helped in understanding a bit about the prevalence and progression of the disease, Wikipedia was the place with accessible information about what was going on in his body. The ALS page even has this helpful diagram showing where neurons are affected by ALS in the brain and spinal cord, helping me conceptualize what was going on with my dad's muscle atrophy. But how did this page even get made? Who writes these types of pages? And where do the images come from? Actually, some contributors to these pages are University of Edinburgh students, one of such is featured on today's episode. Each year, as part of the Reproductive Biology's Honors BSc, fourth-year students research and develop new Wikipedia articles on previously unpublished medical terms related to their course content. To discuss this project, the ins and outs of creating and improving scientific communication with Wikipedia pages, and much more, we have a former student of the course, Anya Kavanaugh, and her professor and program organizer of the Reproductive Biology Honors course, Nora Spears. They're also joined by Ewan McAndrew, the University of Edinburgh's Wikimedian-in-Residence, and Lucy Crompton-Reed, the Chief Executive of Wikimedia UK. Without further ado, enjoy this delightfully informative conversation. My name is Ewan McAndrew, and I work at the University of Edinburgh to support Wikipedia-related activities. One such activity has been in the Reproductive Biology BSE programme, and I'm now going to be speaking with the course leader and a former student of the course, Anya Kavanagh. And I'm going to get everyone to introduce themselves so that we can find out a bit more about their involvement in this assignment. So, Professor Nora Spears, could you tell us a little bit more about the work you've been undertaking on the course? Yes, yeah, so I'm Nora Spears, I'm Professor of Reproductive Physiology in Biomedical Sciences, and I'm also the programme organiser for the Reproductive Biology Honours course. And this is an event that we hold at the very beginning of the year. So it's the first thing the students do over the first couple of weeks is to get together in groups and write art, short articles for Wikipedia about a topic that's either not covered at all at present or something that's really covered in very little detail. Uh, hello everyone, uh, I'm Anya Kavna. Uh, I was a very proud student of Professor Nora Spears back in 2016 to 2017 when I was doing in my last year of the Reproductive Biology BSE in Edinburgh and if I remember correctly I think it was the first year we had started they'd started doing this sort of Wikipedia project and I think in the summer uh, sorry I suppose we can go into a bit more detail about that later but basically I used to be a Reproductive Biology student and then finished up and now I'm doing uh, graduate medicine with the the Scott Gem course. Great, great. Glad to glad to see you again, Anya. So it's been a few years 
and uh, sort of your work is, is provided an inspiration for many a talk about sort of improving science communication and medicine uh, using Wikipedia. Um, so I'm now going to introduce Lucy Crompton-Reed, uh, who will tell us a bit more about her role at Wikimedia UK. Thanks, Ian. Yes, I'm Lucy Crompton-Reed and I'm the Chief Executive of Wikimedia UK and we're the national charity for Wikipedia and the other Wikimedia projects in the UK and aim to demystify and drive engagement in open knowledge. So a big part of our work is around developing digital literacy skills, information, data and digital literacy skills, often in partnership with higher education institutions. Um, so this, this course that uh, Ewan's been involved with, Reproductive uh, Medicine course, has been something that we've talked about internally as being such a great case study, really, for how this can work really well in a university setting. Great, yes. This is a, a project that first began in 2015 in its first iteration with I think three students were invited to volunteer to write an article about neuroangiogenesis and then from that that was expanded to the whole co cohort in the class but I think I'll maybe put my first question to Nora uh, about how she feels that the, the project has the process of the project was explained to her or how she felt it developed and how if, and how it, she felt it worked in practice. Does it work in practice? <laughs> so yes, I do think it works in practice. So I came on board uh, the Honours Programme just a couple of years ago uh, and by then this was the these events were already well established and to me it has so many different aspects that it works at very many different levels. It teaches the students about Wikipedia, and I think actually I'm always surprised how little they know about how, how it works. They're learning about assessing literature at the same time. It's one of the main things students do in their final honours year. And I think there's also interesting things, just aspects such as the fact that Wikipedia wants reviews cited rather than original papers helps get over the aspect that papers, individual papers can come out that perhaps findings won't be fully accepted until they're replicated and being cited in reviews. So I think that all adds to that lesson. It's teaching students to write in an accessible way to non-scientists, and that's an important lesson for they do many things throughout the year. So this will be the first thing that they'll do in their honours year. To that end, that's really important. They'll obviously learn a lot about whatever article they end up writing about they're working in groups so they're just getting to know a few students and we always place them in groups with students that they probably haven't known from earlier years and I think most of all they get to the end of the two weeks and they see an article on Wikipedia that they've helped write and, and that gives them a real buzz it's a really nice way to start. So Anya I was, I was like interested in your perspective from the the opposite viewpoint if is it an opposite to uh, do academics and students work in opposition I, I don't know that they do but you were a student on that course in one of the first times we ran it and it's we were able to run it in person as well in in the what was called the David Hume building and now has been renamed obviously I wondered what your experience thinking back to that session was and 
now that you're at the University of Dundee, do you have much interaction or, you know, retained any of this Wikipedia knowledge? Um, I, I do remember as, as Professor there was a buzz like there was a sense that we were working on something a bit more exciting than an essay like it was something that was going to be public facing and I think it made a lot of our skills and knowledge suddenly relevant like suddenly publicly useful in a way I don't think any of us had experienced in the first three years of our degree and I suppose it came with it too like it felt like we were doing this big exciting project but it was also the, the same Wikipedia we all kind of were familiar with at that point and you know I suppose didn't feel as daunting as say doing a, doing a, a peer a, a formal kind of peer review research paper together or something like the I think the Wikipedia project worked so well as a sort of just enough of a new system to wrap our heads around and I guess as Nora said like assessing different literature I think uh, now in University of Dundee and, and St Andrews it's, it's a joint course I'm in I suppose there's you know not necessarily any formal discussion of Wikipedia um, apart from that patients tend to use it a lot <laughs> and also when we were studying anatomy a lot of the anatomists were, were commenting that Wikipedia is quite unique I suppose in how it just displays information very clearly and I suppose in anatomy that can be quite difficult to, to, to find everything you need in one place yeah uh, but in terms of the uh, in terms of the writing article side of things I haven't come across anyone uh, so far but certainly yeah I do think it was it was fantastic at the time to feel like you could produce a public facing piece of work and that you could use all the knowledge you've built up for kind of assessing papers um, and scientific knowledge that you built up in your third your first three years to be able to use it for something useful. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, it, it's so that there, there has been that sort of awareness of how information gets online. I want to sort of delve into a little bit more about some of the articles that we've worked on and the, the selection of those and also the, the idea of pr providing diagrams, how easy it was to sort of illustrate or is it necessary to consider the language that you're using in trying to explain this to a, a lay audience? And do diagrams help make it, bringing it home to people? And how, how easy or hard is that to, to come across these open license diagrams? Yeah, I think it's, I, I think the big challenge I, I do remember was, was recognising the breadth of audience that that article was going to have, that it was going to be, you know, especially the one I, the biggest one, the bigger one I was doing was the ovarian cancer, uh, seri high-grade high serious car ovarian carcinoma. And I remember being conscious that it was quite a serious condition and that a lot of people, a lot of lay people searching it up were probably searching it up because they or someone they knew uh, had received a diagnosis of it. And that felt like, I guess, a bit of responsibility there to, you know, try and understand what they would want to know. And then, and then as well as them kind of researchers in the area. So I suppose wanting to bring clinically rele like relevant information for the day-to-day -day life of someone who has just got that diagnosis and then also what's the most interesting novel research in the field at that time. So definitely trying to balance both audience needs. I Yeah, I think imaging, to be honest, I'm, I can't fully remember how, how we went about sourcing images, but I imagine... I think I remember one of us actually drawing a diagram, like using fo like Photoshop or something to just do a little schematic of the ovary and I suppose how the different cancerous cells can, can emerge from, from the kind of fallopian tube. 
So, yeah, I hope that answered your question. That's great. Uh, Lucy, do you want to come in there? Yes, thank you, Ewan. Um, a couple of things just occurred to me as we were as you were talking. One, hearing about the from Anya, the um, the comment on the pictures, images of the anatomy. And um, Wikimedia UK worked with cancer research a little while ago. It was before my time, so it must have been six or seven years ago on a Wikimedia in residence project. And through that project, a huge number of images were released that Cancer Research had commissioned and on their website and so on, but which weren't on Wikipedia. And at the time, the images around cancer were, my understanding is that, that they were not necessarily super helpful for patients. And so these were replaced by the Cancer Research Im imagery, which I just think is exactly the right thing to do because you need to put the information where people are looking. And to come back to Anya's point, the patients use Wikipedia all the time my own personal anecdote on this is that about three years ago, I was rushed to hospital and was very poorly with something called acute pancreatitis, which I'd never heard of before. And I looked it up and, you know, struck by the line <laughs> associated with a high mortality, even with optimal management, you know, really scary. But um, and I know that actually they, they've, they've reworded that slightly <laughs> since my, I was looking at it from my hospital bed. But you know, at a personal level and a professional level, I think it's so important that information on medical issues on Wikipedia is absolutely as as robust as it can be, as well written, but also sensitively written in the knowledge that, um, as Anya rightly says, the people looking at certain articles you know, may well be experiencing that themselves or their, you know, their wife's just been diagnosed or their sister. And these are really important things to get right. So I think it's fantastic when we get students who are learning about this themselves, who have a high level of technical expertise, but who can put that into a language which is uh, accessible and easy to understand for a lay person and I think um, you know it's, I'm, I'm super pleased about this this project and this course and the fact that it's continued because I think it has it has that benefit for the readers but also it develops information literacy skills writing skills it's a public facing piece of work and that actually that's come up a couple of times I think the phrase that Anya used there was a buzz around the idea that they were doing something that's public facing so for me that's just a win-win really it's, it's about the students enhancing their own skills but also making sure that the Wikipedia is you know that the encyclopedia is as good as it as it can be oh and one other thing sorry that I just wanted to mention which is that the Wiki Project Medicine has the highest standard of proof right across um, the, the encyclopedia. All these different projects have their own guidelines um, and requirements. And Wiki Project Medicine requires a really, really high, high standard of, uh, you know, citations, reliability and so on. Thanks, Lucy. Nora, could I just come to you to just to wrap things up? Because I've just had a look at the what was actually created last year. And it looks like we added 22,000 words, 270 references, and the articles have been viewed 122,000 times with such articles on the cryopreservation of testicular tissue, the resumption of meiosis, artificial ovaries, Jagsiecte sheep retrovirus, primordial germ cell migration, bisphenol, endothelin, all of these great articles are now represented and improved on Wikipedia. And I just wondered what your reflections on the, the whole process and improving health literacy, but improving students writing in a lay way and how we also migrated from an in-person event to remote, working remotely in this new normal. That's really nice to hear the viewing figures. I haven't heard that. Quite incredible, really. Yes, yeah, so this last year obviously was a particular challenge because we were 
for at the beginning of a year where we had to teach students remotely um, and also very much wanted them to get to know each other, which is the thing they missed out on most this last year. So Wikipedia, you know, those sessions are a good way to, because they were working in groups, I, I'm sure working on the articles was a bit harder for them than it would be when they're round, sitting around a table. And I'm very much hoping that we're back around the tables this autumn. But it did still work and we got articles written and most of the students really did get something out of seeing their articles up on Wikipedia at the end of it. So I guess the articles I've been involved in haven't been sort of frontline clinical issues and I had thought less about how patients might be getting information instantly. So that's a really interesting aspect, certainly. Obviously, really important the people writing the articles to keep in mind if they're doing a topic such as the one that Anya did. So for me, it's been more, I have thought about it more from a point of view of it being a learning exercise for the students about what information you need to get over to the general public and what information they don't actually need. To, so usually their first drafts are too detailed and they then have to take things out and, and really try and pare back what they need. I I, mean, I, I think it's, I've really enjoyed watching the finished articles and, and seeing what students can do. I can't think of a better way to start students off. I think it's really good. Thank you so, thank you so much. I think that's a nice point to end on. The sixth iteration of this course is due to commence in September this year. So six years and not out. I think that hopefully we'll find some new articles and uh, help improve the health literacy as we go along. Uh, so thank you very much to Anya, to Nora, to Lucy, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the third episode of our Wikimedia series. Our fourth episode, titled Wikimedia, Where Are the Women? will be released next Wednesday. Teaching Matters is brought to you by the University of Edinburgh's Institute for Academic Development. For more posts and conversations about teaching and learning, head to our blog. We'd be delighted for you to join the conversation. To do so, please email us at teachingmatters.ed.ac.uk. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and now LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider following us on Spotify or leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Music for today's episode was provided by Hook Sounds. In the meantime, stay curious.